And welcome to episode 12 of the Bocce Bros podcast. We have all four Bocce Bros on this podcast today, and our special guests are Frank DeSillo and Russ Miraglio. Uh, these two guys are, are bocce legends, basically, up in the Cleveland area. They both belong to Club Molasani and have won several tournaments uh, together as well as part of other teams up there. But if you see these two around the Northeast area in any kind of bocce tournament, you better be on your A game because they're they're great A players. We had a really good conversation with Frank and Russ around the game of bocce, how we're able to grow it, some of their best uh, moments in bocce, some of their favorite tournaments, uh, their best courts to play on, our Italian heritage, and much more. So before we start the show, I wanted to, to announce some uh, something real quick. We're going to have the bocce bro tournament here in Columbus, Ohio. It's going to be Saturday, July 10th. Again, that's Saturday, July 10th. Now, what is this tournament? If you've ever heard of the Yobo, which our fellow bocce bro, Carmen Marinucci, throws in Youngstown, it's a 40 and under tournament. Uh, it's a, it's a, basically a whole day of fun playing bocce and really just introducing to game the game to new players. Uh, so whether you're you know an expert bocce player or not, you know, we want everyone to be there. You have to have at least one female per team, and uh, we're going to have a great time. Like I said, it's it's a way to grow the game, a way to grow the sport to the younger generation, which is what we're trying to do. So if you would like to be a part of that, please message us. As always, all of our handles are at the Bocce Bros, and you can get your apparel on TheBocceBros.com. One thing I would like to add before we start the show, uh, if you would like to be a sponsor for the tournament, we'd really appreciate it. Anything uh, would be great. Uh, so just reach out to us and we'll be able to, to give you some details on that. Uh, without further ado, here is Frank and Russ on episode 12 of the Bocce Bros podcast. Is it true you three are cousins and, and you're always lining up against Anthony? Is that true? <laughs> how, did that, how did you figure that out? I just thought I'd ask. I heard that, I heard that rumor. I thought I'd ask. I love that. Disinformation. I'm yeah. so glad you bring that up. So a couple, um, about a month ago, we were together. And have you guys ever heard of 23andMe? It's like Ancestry.com. You send them your DNA and yeah. they're able to tell you, you know, we're your origins, if you're related to anyone that's on the app, et cetera, et cetera. So we're talking about it, and Carmen says, hey, like my, we did that for my grandma. So I looked. We, we were drinking a lot, too, so yeah. we were having a good time. Yeah. So, so I looked his grandmother up, and it was a match for one of my cousins. <laughs> so, so she and I are like, you know, third, fourth cousins. You guys could, you understand. The, the town we're from, there's about 1,000 to 1,500 people population-wise. So... I'm probably related to everyone over there, <laughs> but Anthony was a little jealous. <laughs> I, so so what town? Anyway. What town? Uh, In what region? Uh, Potagentro is the town, and it's uh, just north of Simona on the hill. Uh, uh-huh. the, In the Abruzzi region. Abruzzi? region. Abruzzi? Okay. Mm-hmm. What about you? I'm from Molise, Campo Basso region. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I see uh, Ripa Limosani. It's uh, it had about 1,000 people there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. Now you weren't born there, correct? I was born there, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. You guys don't realize yeah. he came over yeah. and didn't speak a word of English when he came over. Oh, yeah. Wow. How, well, I, really? said, I knew I knew a couple. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, not but many, not but. much. How, How old were you, Frank? Mm-hmm. I was ten when I came here. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
I was gonna say you have a can't. I mean, you have a little accent, but nothing. You know, just a little. It's, people think I have like a little New York accent every mm. once in a while. They think I'm from New York. Mm. So, did your parents move to Cleveland, or where where did they come when they when they came to the United States? Where do they reside? We were in the uh, outskirts of Cleveland. Yeah, we were in Richmond Heights. Then we moved to Little Italy. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Beautiful. Yeah. So yeah. Tell me about Little Italy back then. How how. How was the vibe? It was, it was a great neighborhood, man. Yeah. It was a great neighborhood to grow up with. Oh, yeah. Everybody, uh, you know, you're talking 70s, right? Early 70s, mid-70s. I mean, you went on a corner and everybody, all the kids were there. Mm-hmm. We had a community, the Alta House, you know, the Alta House. Oh, you yeah. guys, guys ever played Bocce? There used to be a building there where the Bocce courts are. Mm-hmm. Used to have a boxing ring, weight room. They used to have a basketball court, pool, sauna. Yeah. So we used to have everything there. So in the winter, we used to just go there, and we just used to, you know, lift weights, box, all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Those guys would always see the. I I got to watch how I say it, but the dangerous types uh, at different places they were at too. I the hoodlums, you're talking about. The hoodlums, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Russ, where, where, what, what was your story? Where'd you Where'd you come from? Like I grew up. I grew, grew up I was here. born in Lake County, Ohio, and I've uh, lived here my entire life. I've never left. Now. So my, my parents were both born in Pennsylvania. Their parents, my grandparents, are from Italy, but both of my parents okay. were born in Altoona, Pennsylvania. So, so, how did you and Frank get to know each other? Was it through Club Molisani, playing play bocce? Uh, did you guys know each other back in the day? Frank, you want me to start? Yeah, go ahead. You can start. There, there's a Monday night league that we play, and it's the Holy Redeemer League. And uh, I had just joined the team and they told me they had a new player they were bringing in. He's a good player. This was five or six years ago, Frank, I think. Yeah. And, At least uh, yeah, five, six years. Yeah. And Frank shows up and Frank's hitting every ball and I'm trying to impress this guy. And I'm like saying to myself, he's going to think I'm worthless. But the funny thing about it, you guys, he thought my name was Gus. And I'm telling you, he called me Gus. What? Four months, Frank. Three months. <laughs> you didn't say anything, though. And yeah. I didn't even. I didn't even try to correct him. I said, "The hell with it. Let him think my name is Gus." And we, we. But we got. We we bonded from that point on. Yeah, and we played well too. Yeah, we did. I love yeah. that. What what uh? Where did you? Where you said Mondays? What? Where was this league at? Was that Molisani or? The American Club. Club. Oh, okay. Italian American. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. It's a former Collinwood league, and they've moved to here. It's called Holy Redeemer. It's a very good league. There's uh, eight, eighteen teams. And very good competition. Mm. Yeah. See, that's what we're lacking. And we've said that many times in, in other podcasts, but like up in Columbus or down in Columbus, I should say there's, you, you guys know you came here and, and took the, took our, our only big tournament we had. <laughs> you won in, <laughs> one and two. So, you know, the, the competition basically is us, unfortunately. We need some better people around here. It'll, it'll only help to make you guys better. Mm-hmm. The thing that we noticed when we played down there is nobody hits. Everybody points, mainly. No you guys are the only they, guys that hit. They don't play competitive. They just want to play recreational down here. Mm-hmm. They just want to hold a beer and have some fun. We want to win. Luckily, in our club, so we belong to the Columbus Italian Club, we're starting to change that, and we're noticing more people are asking us, hey, how do you shoot? You know, What's your strategy? And it's, it's starting to pick up. And that's that's our goal. You know, we, we want to bring the game to a different level down here. And it's just going to take some time. They, they we'll made fun of us, though. Like they would, we, they would see us shoot when we moved here and played um, 
and they were like, what, what are you throwing the ball so hard for? I'm like, well, you guys don't do this? Like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> what, how else are you supposed to freaking play the game, you know? Um, so it was, now you see people, pra- you know, they're practicing on the off days, shooting, and I, I'm laughing because, like, they all made fun of us at first, but now they realize, oh, there's, there's something to this. That, that's good. I'll tell you what Frank does. Every Friday during the winter, and then it's going to start in the summer now, too, He'll send an email on Friday and Sunday to about 15, 16 people, maybe 14 people. Let's meet at the club at 6 o'clock. And not everybody goes, but he gets, what do you get, Frank, 10, 12? Get about 10, 12 guys, yeah. That's on the uh, on the list. Then yeah. others will still show up as well. Yeah, so it's every Friday, every Sunday, and then yeah. leagues, leagues during the week. And now he'll start it up in the summer again. So a lot of competition of pickup games, you know, on o- over the weekend. So it's fun. That's uh, – yeah. We have our regulars. Mm-hmm. You know, we have our eight, ten regular guys. Then a few others show up, and then we have some pretty good games. Yeah, and and that's so, that's a really good strategy. So yeah. we do that down here, but for basketball, we have an email chain. Hey, you guys want to play on Sundays? I'm 32. I'm getting old. My knees can't handle that anymore. <laughs> but, but that that makes that's a good point. We should start doing that down here. Mm-hmm. It's fun. You just roll for roll for teams. You know who. Mm-hmm. Four closest or five closest are in one team. The five away are in the other, and you just go. It's it's fun, and usually the teams are pretty even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Russ, I'm I'm curious. Can you can you help me understand how you started playing bocce? And then Frank, I want to hear your story too. But yeah, you ask, like how you grew up, where you grew up from. I I started. There was a uh, gentleman. His name was Richard DeSico, and I thank Richard. God God rest his soul. He said, I've been playing in the INA league. He's a pretty good player. And he says, uh, you know, I'm going to start my own team. And uh, I know you're down here watching, but you've never played. And I said, okay, I'll play. And he picked two other guys. And we played the first league in the or first year in the Wycliffe INA league. And we finished in 24th out of 24 teams. So that was how I started. And I just kept playing in the league and playing in the league and getting a little better, a little better. Um, when Molasani when I joined Molasani and started playing with Frank in the Holy Redeemer League, things started picking up a lot better. And then I got lucky. I'm telling you guys, you, you, I mean, Frank and Pete Melorano and, 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 and whether it's Tony Melorano, Joey Stazar, Doug Carter, these guys said, hey, let's play together. And when you're playing with people that are that good, it makes you better. Mm-hmm. And they're teaching you as well. They're, I mean, they're telling me where to line up, where to do this. And things just progressed, and that's that's really I got lucky. Mm-hmm. How long ago was that? Give me a time frame. I started about 11, 12 years ago. Really starting to be competitive though was probably six to seven years ago. You know, starting to really uh, uh, vie for championships. And and let me tell you, that's another thing. I came in second a lot, man. I I was Frank knows. I would I would get nervous in those games, those championship games. I would get near my sphincter would tighten. And I wouldn't I wouldn't play well. You've got to learn how to play in those games. I feel now that I can't I, you know I I I stay calm now. Frank always says take take a deep breath if you need to. But now in the championship games I'm confident and I'm calm and but I'll tell you what, man, I I played pretty bad in so a lot of the key games. Speaking of taking a breath, Frank, you don't even take a second. You just grab the ball and you run and hit the ball. <laughs> no. Like I swear, I've seen you play. I, You're just like, ah, let's do it, yeah. and you just run up and <laughs> hit it out. <laughs> I do that uh, with uh, putts and hitting my uh, drive with golf as well. Yeah, I try not to think about it. Yeah, that's a good idea. I like that. Because I think what happens is the more you 
like when I play with some guys and they say, hang on, Frank, let's think about this. I know exactly what I need to do. Mm -hmm. And then I, and then we do it. And then I miss and I'm thinking, why don't you just leave me alone? Let, <laughs> let me do it. I know exactly what I need to do. And then most of the time I usually hit. Yeah. But as soon as somebody stops me, it's like, well, what do you need to think about? Well, let's think about this. Why? Mm -hmm. it's, so, it's the worst thing to stop yeah. them. And yeah. there are guys yeah. that don't play with them a lot, but when they play in a tournament with them and they'll stop them, it, it's the worst thing you can do with Frank. Yeah. yeah. Well, now we know your weakness, yep. Frank. Well, no, I, I know exactly. <laughs> I be I, out in the I, middle of the court. I played, I played with guys where, where like Pete Melarano, he knows exactly what the next shot is. Mm -hmm. Right. And he knows, he goes, Frank, if, if he goes, Frank, if this guy hits the ball, you hit that ball. And there's no hesitation. Mm. He hits that ball, I hit that ball. And that's how we – you'd be surprised, though. You could, I've learned from Pete Melarano. I've learned from Tony Melarano. They teach you the game. They teach you the, to, to see the whole court, right? Mm -hmm. They 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 could see, uh, like, things, you know, like ahead of time. And it's, mm -hmm. it's weird how they see these things. But, but you got to play with those guys. They line you up. Now I understand how the game is played, right? You got to look at the whole court. You got to, as a shooter, you got to line yourself up. Where if you're gonna drive either or, that's what you want to do, right? So yeah, I mean, if you play with certain guys, you learn a game. Then what you do is you teach the game as well after that. So, mm -hmm. but and Frank, where did you start playing at, or how'd you pick it up? Well, my father, he's been playing bocce. He's 92. He's almost 93. He's been playing bocce for. Since we came here, 1970. And a great accordion player, I saw. Yeah, I, oh yeah, did you see that? Yeah, it was awesome. That, <laughs> that was, that was, that was uh, Easter Sunday. We had the family. My dad, unbelievable, at 92. I man. love that. <laughs> but it's amazing. That's great. Wow. But I used to go watch him play, but I never really had any interest. Because I used to play a lot of softball, basketball, you know, golf. I played a lot of golf. But then uh, Bruno Antonelli, a buddy of mine, goes, Hey, Frank, are you interested in playing in a botch tournament at Heights? I go, sure, why not? I remember because my niece took a picture. It was like 2014. And I was a shooter, but I was shooting underhand. That's how that's how my dad does, and that's how we yeah. started doing it. But now, yeah. you know, sorry, continue. So that's okay. But I started shooting underhand. And then I was watching some of the guys, and they're shooting overhand. I go, wow, that's I got to try that out. So we played in a tournament. I think we won one game. Then we played in uh, the INA tournament. We won a couple games. We beat a team that uh, – they were the favorite, and they couldn't believe we beat the team. So they were like, wow, do you beat these guys? They were like, oh, you know, no big deal. I didn't know them who they were. But mm -hmm. but then we ended up playing in the Fall League. And in the Fall League, we ended up winning <laughs> in Mayfall Heights. That's awesome. And that's how I started. Yeah, so I, then I hooked up with uh, Joe Cesar on a Monday night, on a Monday night league where it was at uh, Croatian Center. It was like one night a week. And that's how I hooked up with uh, Russ and those guys on Monday. At the INA club, yeah. And from there, we start playing, and we start playing in tournaments. And uh, you know, from there, we start playing. You know, start hooking up with some good players, and uh, we start winning some tournaments. Yeah. So, so Frank, how long ago was that? It was in 2014. I started playing. Wow, you're. I remember you telling me that you're fast learner. I mean, that's that's a short period of time to go wow. from. I mean, it's not a. I, I have a pretty good hand-eye coordination. I try to. I actually teach. I try to teach people how to shoot underhand. I mean overhand, oh, okay. like this. Oh yeah. yeah. Tell them to take. I see some guys. They finish with the right foot and they're right-handed, and you lose your balance, mm -hmm. which is strange. It's oh. weird. So I try to force them to 
to step on your left foot and shoot at the same time. Mm-hmm. When you're stepping down, you throw the ball. So you do one, two, three, and then you release the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you take three steps, Frank? Yeah, I always take three steps, yeah. We grew up bowling, um, you know, among other sports. But, you know, bowling, yeah. you have your pace, you know. So, like, I, that's what yeah. my dad always equivalented it to, and that's what, in my mind, what I do. You know, I have my certain steps on certain courts, yeah. and then, you know, my release. So what, what drew you, um, you guys to the game? So what, what made you say after your first few times throwing, like, okay, you know, this is, this is a game that I enjoy. I want to stick to this and, and keep playing. It, for me, and I don't play golf. Frank plays golf all the time, but I'm not a golfer. But for me, it was just those good points you'd make, and then you'd roll three bad ones, and I'd say, I, I know I can do it, so I'm going to keep – and you just – the competition – look, the, and you guys know this. The people and the camaraderie in the leagues and the tournaments that you meet, I mean, they're good people. Some of these guys, when they're on the court, maybe they get a little crazy – but every person that's off the court, good people. And mm-hmm. so that was a big reason. I enjoyed the company, but the competition. Yeah. Then. You know, once you started figuring it out and knowing you can, you can do okay, you just wanted to keep doing it. So um, that, and then once we got to Molasani, I'm telling you, it just took another, another level. At least that was it for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with us. I met like hundreds and hundreds of people just through Bocce. And we're and friends. We're good friends, right? Mm-hmm. Especially you guys, right? That's Met you guys through Bocce. Yeah, that's why we're doing it's this. A great, it's yeah. a great thing, man. It's a great thing. So, yeah, so, yeah I mean, it, it's, you know, I, I love competition. I love to play. Believe me, if I lose, it's not a big deal. If I win, it's fine. But I don't, I, I'm not. He's a uh, good loser. I'm I a am a very good loser. I won't sleep for a few days. I ask him the next day. He says, I slept like a baby. I'm like, God. I don't. You, you, you can't you can't win every tournament. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, we know. No, I mean, it's impossible. Even if I don't you, know. it seems like you guys are winning every tournament. No, huh? no, 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 no. <laughs> the only the only tournaments we win are the ones we put online. We don't talk about the ones we lose. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. All right. See what I mean? So, it's a good idea. I, I was tuning yeah. in. Um, the 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 two man tournament you guys had at Club Molsani. I was tuning in on Facebook Live. Uh, yeah. And watching and. And watching Frank get upset at you when you, you had a bad point, you know. <laughs> but yeah. just it's nice to see you guys. You know, you guys have that connection. You don't have to talk to each other. You know what you're doing. You're a hundred percent correct. We we can almost read. E- I know when I do something wrong, and I can see the look on his face, and 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 vice versa. But you know what? We want to keep picking each other up. I we have this. I don't know. It's it's innate. There's something between us that I know. He's expecting me to do something. How's that for a better way to do it? And I'm expecting him to do something. Mm-hmm. So when it doesn't happen, you're right. Sometimes, but it doesn't matter. We mm-hmm. stay calm. Even that last game, if you were what we were down five nothing. I know. But I we stayed. We stayed completely calm. Played our game, and and we've come back a lot. He he and I have come back from deficits. I mean, even in this tournament, one of the games, Frank. What were you down twelve to one or thirteen to Pino in? Uh, yeah, ten to one, and we ten beat to one. Wow. And, so, wow. and and so we have this, I don't know, just some calm, a confidence between us. Mm-hmm. But you're right; there are times we look at each other like, "What the hell are you doing?" <laughs> right. Hey, it's just how it goes. Those are some of the best victories when when you're down and out, and you have to pull it together and and work together to to get back. Yeah. And as a team that's up ten to one, and you lose a <laughs> few points here and there, and all of a sudden you look at the scoreboard and it's ten eight. That sucks yeah. the wind out of you. Yeah, that's a, it's a different game than at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then oh, I, I heard that to the end. It gets down to the end. That's when it counts. Then you gotta. But anyway. Go so on. I heard. I heard that day you guys pretty much climbed all the way out of the losers bracket. I mean, you probably played what ten games? I heard 10, 11 games. Eight, eight, eight total games that day. Eight, how, eight, uh, how did you guys like? How did you feel by the time you got to the finals? Like, were you like, we're ready, or like, holy shit? Got to be sore, man. Frank. <laughs> <laughs> I get sore. I'm young. I start drinking. I have a couple of drinks. Oh, there you go. <laughs> hey booze is the only answer salute <laughs> not really no 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 no. i you know i don't drink that much believe me. i have a beer or two but just to kind of relax me but yeah but no i mean you know you're there might as well play right mm-hmm. yeah you get yeah. tired a little bit but you still want to play and you still want to win mm-hmm. i mean yeah the- you just don't want to throw the game but mm-hmm. but they're the ones that beat us the first game they killed us the first game we played bad yeah and we came back all the way through we beat some pretty good teams too and then we played them again and and uh, we beat them, yeah. I mean, the way, the way I look at the game is, you know, you, you talk about different – you look at a team and say, man, these guys are great. There's no chance they're going to beat us. I don't think that way. Yeah, it's not a good way I to think. I think, you know what, hey, we got a good chance of beating these guys. Our team is just as good as theirs. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot, a lot of people, I think, they look at the team and they say, wow, these guys won a lot of tournaments. There's no, there's no way we're going to win this game. Well, guess what? I don't think that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this We're is on the game, court. This is yeah. a game of pressure. You put pressure on anybody. Yeah. I don't yeah. care who it is. Whoever it is you put pressure on, you're going to win or you have a good chance of winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to yeah, answer you, your previous question, Frank and I, I think we're on adrenaline more than anything, too, at that point. You're just so yeah. when when After we were done, when I sat down, all of a sudden it was like, I don't think I could have played again. But, <laughs> but it's the adrenaline, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the high. It, it's great uh, playing well and winning. Yeah, that's all. So, question question for you guys, yeah. uh, Molasani. That's those synthetic courts. That's real new to us. You know, we're gravel, whatever, dirt. Um, yeah. So we loved. I loved it though. I know Chris hasn't played yet. I don't know if you have Carmen, but it's just yeah. I like it. It just it takes a while to get used to because I'm so used to the shells and everything. But I had a question for you guys. What courts do you prefer since you guys are members of that club? And I know you have one of the, you know, gravel courts or rock courts in there as well. I wasn't sure what you prefer. Well, you want to go? Yeah. In the winter, I prefer the courts inside because there's no no place else to play. Right. Mm. And they're actually some of those courts are very true Mm -hmm. for shooting wise. If you stay down low, it, 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 the ball stays. It doesn't curve as much as. Went on gravel. Mm-hmm. It yeah. doesn't bounce as much either. Yeah. But in the summer, believe me, I, I prefer to play in gravel. Yeah. Like Jerry's uh, Jerry's house. It's such a nice. Those courts place. are tremendous. I love those courts. But then I go to other court. Uh, I go to other courts where there's a little sand, and I'm a shooter. I throw the ball out a little, and it hooks, and it hooks, and then you get frustrated. So, yeah. So, but again, in the winter, I prefer the Molasani courts, and in the summer, I guess the gravel. Yeah. But and not I, all gravel. I, I agree with Frank. Yeah. <laughs> so second that, second question, what uh, because Cleveland, you know, they have a lot of clubs, a lot of courts. What's your favorite place to play? I like Jerry's place. Jerry's place. They're is one awesome. in uh yeah, I, you guys you it's you guys beautiful, there, right? Yeah. Those courts are those courts are the best in the uh in the city. Mm. Yeah, the big for me, it's close. Wycliffe I and A too. I like yeah. those courts a lot, but Jerry's courts are a lot truer. But there's only two. Yeah. But but Wycliffe I and A is another good place to play. Yeah. Now, Russ, your point, correct? Yes. And Frank, obviously, you're a shooter. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
Yeah, so, so Russ, we didn't get to hear. To hit. Go on. I'm sorry, Carmen. Oh, I was just going to say we didn't get to hear. Uh, what, what's your favorite uh, type of court? My, my favorite type of court is the gravel court as well. Okay. Um, but, I'm, I'm, uh, but I have the same answer as Frank. In the winter, there's nothing better than going into Molisani and playing on those courts. And we've adapted pretty well, at least for pointing for me, I've adapted pretty well. But you you can play in those courts one hour before and go out back on the same court. And all of a sudden you, you lose it, you know, because they're so fast. They're not, yeah. they're not easy, you know? Um, but I like gravel courts in the summer and Molisani. For example, Molisani has a summer league this year. Normally we play at a Mayfield Heights facility where there's eight courts, three out, not covered and five covered. Okay. This, wow. this year, because now we have the new addition on and whatnot, they decided to have the summer league at Molisani. Um, Frank and I and our teammates and about four or five other teams, we're not doing it. We want to be outside. So we joined another league on the same night instead. I feel bad because, you know, we're not going to see all the guys from Molisani that we would see during the summer, but at the same time, we want to be outside. Mm. And the other fun thing about outside is people will bring, you know, Supersat, Cabagol, <laughs> uh, Homemade uh, wine. Kind of cheeses, right, Frank? Bread, uh, Homemade wine. wine. Beer. And after we're done, we sit at a picnic <laughs> table and feast on all this stuff. So uh, mortadella. And, you know, we, we're nothing's good for our hearts, but we're enjoying <laughs> ourselves. Right. And, and the other thing, the reason we want to play outside in the summer is because a lot of the tournaments outside are right. on gravel. Mm-hmm. Right. So we don't want to go from synthetic to gravel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We want to stay on. Yeah. We want to stay on gravel. That's uh, because of all the turn. And there's a tournament every weekend somewhere, right? We don't play every weekend, but yeah, but that's one of the major reasons why we, by the way, I want to compliment you guys too, before I forget that list that you put together is very helpful. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I don't know if Anthony, you spearheaded it or or who did, but let me tell you what, that's a, that's a great list. Yeah. And we're actually going to start adding someone messaged us. um, I think from Molson, I forget his name. Nonetheless, he was like, Hey, a good idea would be add the winners. Um, You know, so you could click like who the winners were and see a picture and the names. So we're going to be adding that too, to get, you know, some, some notoriety out there for the, for the champs. That's cool. People remember <laughs> that was cool. who we got to go after next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of our goal with this whole thing that we're doing is, is we understood there is a large bocce community out there. And yeah, it started with us making these sweatshirts and stuff, but it was more of, okay, this, we love this sport. It's such a good sport. As you guys alluded to earlier with how many people play the community you build, the friends you make, how can we, um, you know, combine this with different cities and, and just make it, you know, a, a central place for people to go to and, and, you know, just to continue to build that camaraderie. Yeah. So, you know, we're happy Anthony started that and we're hoping to build off it for sure. I'm, I'm curious on your guys' take, Frank and Russ, you know, you've been playing for a while. Like you said, you've seen a lot of the same faces over and over, right? How, how do you how do you see or what's your thoughts on like growing the game of bocce? Like how do you get it to the younger kids? How do you keep pushing it out to the community? Have you guys seen any of that or are you kind of seeing the same thing over and over and over? In in our club, we now have uh, when 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 Frank and I started in, in, at the club, there were probably a hundred and maybe 150 members. There's four over 400 members now in Club Molisani. Wow. Uh, wow. Yeah, it's amazing. And and a lot of young people are joining the club. And a lot of them 
Frank has a lot of friends that have joined now that are, they call themselves the neighborhood uh, guys because they're all from, from the neighborhood, but they're all pit, uh, joining teams, playing teams. So we're seeing a lot of growth in our, in our leagues with young people that really, you know, when you play them, you're helping them kind of, you're coaching them a little, even when you're, even though you want to beat them, you're, you're trying to give them some tips and, and Frank will do it on the side with his buddies and have pickup games with them to teach them. Um, but we're seeing it growing now. Wycliffe INA isn't growing like that right now. And it's, uh, I'm a, I'm a member of Wycliffe INA and I like Wycliffe INA. Don't take me the wrong way, but there's Anthony. We're not seeing that growth in a lot of the younger people, but we are in Molisani. So that's good. That's awesome to hear. So why, why do you think you're seeing it in Molisani, but not at Wycliffe? Frank, you want to answer? Do you want to answer? I think we have a lot, uh, lot more to offer, especially in the winter. You know, we, we do have the indoor bocce courts. We have a lot of functions during the winter. You know, people they don't do anything, right? Unless they, they join a club. So they joined our club just to do, you know, we had, we had a bourbon. Uh, I saw bourbon, And they, they sold like 200 tickets. For the Kentucky Derby, I saw, yeah? Yeah, in Kentucky yeah. Derby. Yeah, there was a bourbon party. I mean, we have functions. We have Super Bowl parties. We have um, golf outings. We have golf outings. We have uh, tripe dinners. We have uh, uh, clam bakes and things like that. So we get people, and then they bring other people, and they see how the club is, and all of a sudden these people want to join. Mm, yeah. That's what happens. Once they join, they see us playing bocce. They're like, wow, this is pretty cool. Then they start playing bocce. So that's how you build, right? You build off of yeah. – you invite people to these clubs for, for functions – they come in there to see how fun it is, and then they join, and then you start playing. And, and the other thing is, for our club, you don't have to be Italians or Sicilian per se. You can yeah. be any nationality, as long as you're a good person and, and you want to come in and join the, the festivities with all of us, and you're in. And we do it monthly. So if members want to sponsor somebody for June, they'll do it. At the INA club, you only do it once a year, and that's in December for the whole year, and then you got to wait another year. So we're getting 15, you know, 10, 20 new members every month. Mm, wow. That's amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. Wow. Yeah, we got a lot of people. It's incredible. Now, Plus how- the INA club, too many strict, too many rules. You have to be Italian. In the beginning, you had to be Italian, and you had to live in Wycliffe. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was one of the... <laughs> Oh, yeah, wow. they expanded that to non-residents afterward, but you still have to have that Italian in you. And if yeah. you don't, you're not going to get in. Well, how about this? At our so we Dante and I are from Youngstown. Carmen is from there as well, and all three of us belong to the Pagentrano Club. It's off 680 there, and in order to be a member, you have to be from or have some kind of relation to Pagentrano, or you can't be. It doesn't matter if you're like that's. I don't know how you're supposed to grow. It's, you know, you'll yeah, never uh, grow. Exactly. No, it's it's 2021, and and so that population is getting scarce. People have moved out. People are gone. You know that wave came in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. So it's tough. I I tried to get my friends in and wasn't able to get them in because they didn't have any blood relatives in the town. Um, you know, like they made an exception for one friend. It was like a mother-in-law or something. It's just it it. It'll never grow that way, and it's it's really difficult. But I think uh, moving forward, that's that's a goal of mine to 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 try and fix that and and spread this out, kind of the way you guys do it at Molisani. 
you somehow are going to have to either get into a board role or get somebody on the board to change the bylaws or amend the by that's the only way and the problem is if you have too many old guard people mm -hmm. it's hard because they're they're like non-flexible inflexible they right don't, they don't want it but if you don't have if you've got enough votes that you can muster you can change those bylaws and that's that's what I mean, I don't know any other way because that's not helping you guys at all. You're 100 yeah. percent correct about that, yeah. and they're definitely gatekeeping. And you know, we know them. I think some of them are our, our uncles. You know, <laughs> um, yeah. they don't want any. You know, they want no blood, no, no new blood. Um, yeah. You know, they don't even like people playing bocce sometimes. If there's like a, you know, if they rent out the club, oh, you're not allowed to use the bocce course. That's how it was for a while. It's like, well, come on, but so it's just a social club then not so much a bocce club then at that point yeah so how did you guys get involved in club alasani i forgot who asked me frank i don't know who asked me but uh, you were there before me i was uh, there before you cuz i was a co-sponsor for you i can't remember exactly how all i know is i went to some events I was a fill-in now i'm remembering john calabrese frank asked me to be a fill-in on their wednesday night league and I started to meet all these people there and start talking to them. And I just liked everybody. It's, 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 it's hard not to like people there. Mm -hmm. um, and then I decided I wanted to be a member. It wasn't even for bocce at the beginning. It was just because I, I liked the people and, and I joined. Yeah. I'm glad I did. And one, one person who I don't think is even a member at Club Molasani, but has been so kind was, um, you guys know him, Dennis. You know, always so kind to us. Like he was one of the first yep. guys at Cleveland, just like you know, welcome us, show us around, and just you know, very generous um, when we visited yeah. Club Molasani a couple months ago. But I do want to backtrack real quick. Um, you guys were mentioning eating stuff that's bad for you, like you know, Suprasada, the Cleveland Bocce Club tournament. We we saw you guys at. Um, we were we're rookies to this tournament thing, you know. Like we don't plan accordingly. We go out the night before. We had you know we go get Chipotle down the street. You guys come in here with a cooler, a cooler with with homemade wine. We're, hold on, we're, we're sorry, we're sitting there. I'm like unwrapping this cold sandwich from down the street, and you're there, and probably have some Frank playing. You got your homemade wine, bring your own cups, <laughs> your multi dell, yeah, prosciutto. It's, it's I know, it's just kind of like. It's what we do. I know. And when we travel, if we come to Youngstown, for example, or we go to uh, Ashtabula, or we go to Pennsylvania, or we even if we go local, somebody always has a cooler. Uh, Tony Melarano usually always does. Renato <laughs> Potato normally does, and then we'll bring stuff too. But you, let me tell you a little secret, though. They only like this Heinen's baguette bread. But if you just bring this Heinen's baguette bread and you don't heat it at 400 for 15 minutes in the morning to make the outside hard, you're going to be criticized. I was, I was criticized many times. So you have to bring the, bring the bread home, put it in the oven at 400 for 15 minutes, put it back in the bag, and then bring it. Uh, <laughs> I had someone's homemade wine. Someone, wow. uh, I, don't, I don't know, was one of you guys that made the wine? Uh, Usually, uh, Tony or Vic, Tony Melarano, Vic or Pete. To or Pete. Tony's a yeah, shooter, or uh, is it Tony or Pete? Who's the shooter yeah. that was there? Uh, Tony. Tony, that's what I thought. Oh, in Columbus when we were there? Uh, no, the the, well, Cle the Cleveland uh, ba Club Bocce Club tournament. Which one was this? Um, the, the one in the basement where the Slovenian center is. Yeah. Oh, that was uh, – Somebody brought homemade wine down there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was really good. Too. I think it might have been yours, Frank. Uh, no, I didn't. I don't. I don't make homemade wine any longer. I used I would, to, but not anymore. 
that was Tony. Yeah, probably, probably, probably was Tony, Tony drank a lot that day. So that Tony, was, yeah, Tony, yeah. Tony, yeah. Good stuff. But now we yeah. know. Now we know. Like, hey, we're going to start bringing our own food now. Well, what you need to do is, <laughs> you know, a small glass of homemade wine is perfect before a bocce game. It relaxes you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? You don't need to drink the whole, just a little bit. It's just kind of get a little taste. And uh, I'm telling you, it does relax you. Yeah. Especially that yeah. Home, the homemade is always a little stronger than the store uh, stuff. Uh, <laughs> it is. It depends on the wine. Yeah, that's true. It depends on the wine. No, I, some of it isn't. I don't know. Uh, I disagree with you, but go on. You can... That's because you don't. I don't think. I don't a, think you drink homemade wine. I'm a lightweight much. compared to these guys that. when they're <laughs> drinking that homemade wine. Let me tell you. <laughs> me and my buddy. My buddy brings uh, two or three fifths of homemade wine when we play golf, and after nine, they're they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> I want to start golfing with you and, guys, and then and then we drink beer after that. Uh, oh, no, that's hard yeah. for me. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I want to get well, involved. Once in... you run out of homemade wine, you got to drink something, right? <laughs> you need yeah. something, yeah. Yeah, you can't drink regular wine because that's nasty. Then at that point, <laughs> hey, I just I'm gonna have to bring my homemade wine. We just finished a batch uh, over Easter, so I'm gonna have to bring a bottle the next tournament we're at with you guys. There you go. Have you bring try it, it out? Yeah, bring it all. Yeah, it, it sounds good, Carvin. When's the next tournament? You guys uh, have any tournaments you're playing in together soon? Yeah, Saturday. Uh, Saturday we're playing uh, in Mayfield Heights. Mm-hmm. How many teams, team. Russ? Uh, they've got twelve, and they're they're. It's not a big tournament. They're trying to get fourteen, so it's a small tournament. There's some good quality teams in yeah. there, but it's a small tournament. So my girlfriend, she is from Mayfield. So like when you see me at some tournaments, and if I'm not playing, I'll stop by because I'm bored. But uh, this weekend, I'm actually going to be in Mayfield. What um, what club is it at? You said Mayfield Heights. Where where are you playing at? It's, it's Mayfield Heights Park. So oh. your girlfriend will know where City Hall is. I know exactly what you're talking right, about. It's yeah, right, right behind there, City Hall yeah. there. Oh, you guys might yeah. run into me. I might run into you guys and watch a couple games. That's yeah, come great. On up. Yeah. Starts at 930. Mm-hmm. It'll probably go till 4, 430 something. So when are you guys we opening should have, the wine? We should have some homemade wine. Yeah, I, I was just going to ask. When, <laughs> what time should I come so that, that I'm there right when the bottle opens? <laughs> Well, there'll, there'll be plenty of bottles. So. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, Frank, I know you said parents from Italy, or you came over from Italy. Yeah. Growing up, Little Italy, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm just curious. I'm curious on traditions you guys still carry, traditions you still do, just kind of in the, in the Italian community that you've carried on and that you that you really enjoy. Well, I, I think tradition, we, uh, we still make homemade sauce, right? We mm-hmm. make homemade dried sausage. Uh, I mean, some of the stuff that, you know, a lot of the Sunday dinners we don't do anymore because of, you know, family. Everybody has different. But we still make a lot of the, the you know, the pastas and things like that. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, if you guys my mom, my mom makes me. the best lasagna. Ah, uh, you you let ask, that was what I wanted to say. <laughs> he, ask he Russ the words out of my mouth. If you want to have the best lasagna you're ever going to taste, you ask him. Yeah. And 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 if she makes it and you're going to be in the area, you ask him to bring about four or five pieces. It's good. <laughs> yeah. it, it's she makes the noodles from scratch. Oh man, it's oh, good. That's the best. Yeah, oh, it's wow. very good. Yeah, so they, they don't make them like they used to anymore. That's for sure. No, no, they don't. Nope. It's much easier to buy stuff than it is. <laughs> right. But yeah, I mean, it's yeah. So the you know we make the stuff again. We get together every once in a while. Have you know a family get together and have dinners and stuff like that. But 
Did yeah. your dad or did you guys do the prosciutto hanging from the garage and all that stuff? We used to do that, not anymore. Yeah. We well, we actually have a wine cellar. Yeah, we we okay. actually got something coming on screen right for you from my uh, late grandfather who um yeah. had, had had many of these. Chris has dabbled a little bit. I'm gonna move this mic, make make some sound. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> all right, Chris. Oh, of course. Oh. <laughs> there you go, man. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you play or are you just uh so um i'm practicing okay <laughs> and it's tough because so i have a piano too i'm just trying to learn new things as i get okay. older mm-hmm. and uh it's easy to learn not easy to learn but i could find many videos on youtube to learn piano right but with accordion it's a little more difficult to find you know where to learn from unfortunately right. our grandfather yeah. passed so i can't ask him but uh but yeah, so I got this from his attic, and I've just been trying to play around with it as much as possible. Well, Great. next time you're up in Cleveland, bring it up, and I'll take you to my dad, and you guys can there sit outside and play. Definitely, 100%. <laughs> yeah, my, my dad used to, you know, again, we grew up in literally, everybody knew him in our hometown. He played on every wedding. Oh. He played at every festival. When he came here, he played at uh, literally, used to be the... Um, it's Trattoria, basically, Roman Gardens. He used to play him and another guy. Every Friday night, he used to play down there. And every once in a while, he would bring the accordion at the park where all these guys are playing ball. He would play. Yeah, That's awesome. It's a beautiful yeah. instrument. I mean, it, it brings yeah. back so yeah. many memories. It's, it's you know, it, like our grandpa, he would he would bring it with my uncle Attilio, and they would sit in the corner with their homemade wine or black velvet, yeah. and they just, you know, every holiday, birthday, whatever it may be, you know. Yeah, we used to do that all the time as well. The problem with uh, my dad right now is that the accordion is very heavy. Yeah. So at 92, <laughs> it's hard. We got to get him the smaller one. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And Russ, what about, what about you? I know you're, you said grandparents, but I mean, anything you guys still carry on as a tradition? You know, we, we, we used to just have the, you know, Christmas Eve uh, traditional dinners with all the fish and whatnot. And, the problem is now my both my parents have passed all honestly got all my uncles and aunts that were my brother my dad had a big family they're all deceased so it's cousins and the cousins don't get together as much my siblings and I and and their kids yeah we 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 get together and we still try to but it's not you know it's not the same Man. and we didn't do the home I wish I did I honest to god I wish the, th- the the thing that I'm most envious of when I'm with Frank and these other guys is when they start talking Italian and I'm looking at them like, what the hell are they saying? I wish I could speak a little Italian. I, I really, I should take a class because I'd love to, every now and then Frank will teach me a word, but you know, that doesn't count for much. Are they but, good words or bad words? Yeah, he's well, a good combination. He tries to help me. <laughs> but we usually talk about him though. That's where we don't want to <laughs> They're probably talking shit about you, Russ. <laughs> they don't want you to hear. <laughs> I sense that too. You know that. <laughs> So yeah, in our, our club here, it's it's similar to Molisani in the sense that they started they started in the seventies because there were a group of younger guys and all the other Italian clubs around town basically said, you know, you're too young or you know, registration's full, blah blah blah. So their motto ever since then was, we're never going to be a club that doesn't accept people that want to be our, our members. Now, you do have to be Italian, uh, but luckily we have about 450 members. Uh, nice. two, 200 or so are pretty active. 
that's great. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, luckily I've we have a group of guys that want to keep those traditions alive. You know, so many good memories for us came from growing up with our grandparents, homemade sausage, wine, um, sauce, stuff like that. So luckily, you know, we're able to, to build our little crew. There's about eight of us that continues to make the homemade wines, and we'll get together on Sundays as much as possible and, and do some of that stuff because it, it, that community, and, and Frank, I know you mentioned it earlier in Little Italy, that's, we're missing that nowadays. That doesn't, it's basically non-existent, you know, yeah. and we're trying to, at least through the club, build some kind of, you know, rendition of it. But You know yeah, what I, I noticed about your club that I was impressed with when we were down there is the amount of women that were there for the event. I mean, there were a lot of, whether playing or watching, that was pretty impressive too. You got like an active uh, female community in Bocce down there, it seems. So we, that actually where you guys uh, were at, that's the Abruzzi Club. Okay, so that wasn't the actual club that we were, okay. No, you're good though. It, but that, that club has done a, a good job at incorporating the female population and, and other people as well. And Anthony, you could probably speak on it a little bit more about, about the Abruzzi Club. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like what Chris is saying, they've done a good job about bringing more family, non-Italians, kind of like what you're saying on Club Mulsani, letting anyone, anyone come in. Membership still closed like to Italians only, but they've, they've kind of gone around that by opening up Thursday night botch to really anyone in the area. And right now we have 28 teams on a Thursday night that play. I mean, so it's a good crowd. The problem is, I mean, you guys know this and you guys see us like, why we drive 120 miles every weekend for a tournament up and back is because they just want to come and hold a beer and just yeah. throw some balls. Like it's not, it's not competitive. So I'm surprised that there aren't more young people in Columbus that want to, that don't want to be as competitive in that. Though. I'm I was surprised. Gonna say, how do you, how do you change that though? Yeah. I'm surprised. Uh, how do you, how do you change that though? So I don't know. I don't know. Do you need uh, do you need to let them win every once in a while so you get that that itch? <laughs> we wouldn't. I mean, I think, like, well, I won, do you think I'll... these guys are going to let that happen? No. Right? <laughs> I think it's a, I think it's a good. I you know I think Carm has done a good job. Maybe Carm just maybe share what you've done in Youngstown, and we're going to have one in Columbus soon. But Carm, tell me about the the Yobo, and I think we're trying to change it. So go ahead, Carm. Yeah, what what we built in in Youngstown at the MVR uh, the last two years, we've had an event called the Yobo and it actually stands for youth bocce, but it's kind of a play on Youngstown bocce as well. So what we do is we open it up to last year. It was, you had to be 30 and under. And the reason wasn't because we wanted to exclude guys like you. It was because we wanted to bring in guys and girls in our own age bracket with, you know, similar levels of skill or people who have absolutely no idea about bocce. And so they came in, a lot of them, you know, heard from a friend that kind of knew about bocce. We tried to split it up so that each team had someone who played like in a league like me. Yep. And it was honestly, it was an awesome time. We had beer that was donated. So people were drinking. We had some wine. We had giveaways and it was all for a, a fundraiser for uh, boys and girls in Youngstown. So we had guys and girls playing and it was just, it was a social event, but you got to have teams who you would, never would have expected, like in the semifinals playing each other. Yeah. And man, a, a lot of them 
just like you said, Frank, they kind of got the itch and they were like, this is great. I want to play. Can I join a, a team, join a league? Well, and, and they, they looked around a little bit, right? Like they started, right. like you, were, you were asking Russ, like, how do you get them there? They started kind of seeing like, Oh, you know, I might be good at this. Oh, I want to beat them. Like, and you started seeing a little more competitiveness coming out more, yeah. more strategy. You know, it was cool to see that build over the day. I saw a bunch of pictures. I saw uh, Anthony Capogreco was on one of those teams. Mm-hmm. I think Dennis Stranad was coaching one of the teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus MVR. What a great, what a great venue there. That's one of the really nicest venues around to play botch. It really is. Mm-hmm. Agreed. It's a perfect it's a spot event. because you, you can have six courts out there and, they have an outdoor bar. They have seating in between the courts with trees, so you get that like ambiance feel. It's it's a really nice setup they have there. I agree. Yeah, I was just there today for first time of the season, so it's good to get back. Hope to see you guys there for a tournament soon when, when they have the next one. Yeah, you will. We love. We like coming down there. That's that's like Speak I said. For yourself, <laughs> you'll be there too. You like it. Yeah, those you, are my those are my like worst those shooting courts. Yeah. <laughs> really? Why is I don't want to play Frank. Good, good, good. I'm telling you, man, I Frank, just can't gotta, hit on those courts. You got to look up which way the river flows. <laughs> the Mahoning River. That's where your ball's going it's every like, time. It's like putting, <laughs> Frank. It's like putting. I know exactly where it goes. Left of the Paulino. <laughs> <laughs> Hey Carmen, or the ball. Courts are, those courts are fast now too for pointing. They've, they've yeah. really, I mean, now they're they're quick. So uh, compared yeah, they, to how they used to be, yeah, for they sure, upgraded. Yeah. They're really quick now compared to the past years I've played on them. Yeah, I, way, I don't play. I don't play well over there for some reason. The yeah, one year we ended up, I think third. I don't play well. So how, I'm curious. I know you guys both came to the the Cugini Classic, which you know, thank you guys for coming down and supporting that. Yeah. Um, you came and probably saw 90 foot courts. What was your reaction? Like holy shit, these things are long or what? They're very long. <laughs> yeah. Cause you can't, you're Cleveland guys. You take 20 steps over the line and you, you hit the ball. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> and I want to add, we, Oh man, we, we wanted to beat you guys so we bad. So close. We had the lead. It was like 12 to nine or something. I know you guys were shaking for at least. <laughs> oh, at least. No, we don't shake. <laughs> Clearly, because you guys won. So, well, I mean, we don't. I will tell you the length of those courts, though. It was hard for for me I, adjusting because again, you had to push it. You know, yeah. you, you really had to push it a bit. So, for me, it was an adjustment. I will tell you that. And that was oh, yeah. yeah. For for shooting, you got to throw the ball way out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so we noticed that when we were playing on those courts, we noticed. All right, these Cleveland guys and even the Youngstown guys that were there, we weren't botching if it was really, really deep. And so we, we started playing really, really deep. Yeah. And and then we go up and uh, I think it was semifinals. Anthony Croach, there's one like on the back line. Oh, man. I mean, he put so much into it. And at the end, he's holding his shoulder like that and he drilled it right down the middle. I was like, uh, you just don't miss. It, it's hard to beat that. You know, Cro- that was Croach impressive. Is a good player. You guys know that. Croach oh, is a yeah. good player. Yeah. It was funny. We were setting up for that tournament, and a few people were like, yeah, we should shorten the courts. You know, we should somehow make a way for it to be 60, 70, you know, however many feet. And I'm like, no way. I'm like, the guys up north, they're used to, you know, those short courts. Like, this is our <laughs> advantage. This is, we, we might be able to win here. <laughs> Trying to take advantage of us, Frank. You know? <laughs> Every little bit helps. 
I like that. Yeah. So, all right. So I got, I got a question for you. I'll give it both to you. I'm, I'm curious. So you can't pick Frank. Give me your three other guys you make a team with for your tournament tomorrow. Um, well, the first one's easy. Uh, it, even though he's coming back from uh, heart surgery, I'll, I can't take Frank, though, you're telling me, right? You take Frank. All right. Um, can I say possibly? Because I don't want to get people upset with me. I might I might have to say four or five. Okay? Don't worry. We're, pre- we're, pre- we're pretty deep in the podcast. If they're listening this far, then they, they deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Pete Melorano for sure. Um, and I have to tell you, uh, probably Tony, his brother. Mm-hmm. Um and probably Joey stays there if I'm on an outdoor court. If I'm on an indoor court, uh, maybe Pino Rosati. Mm. But Joey's getting good on the indoor courts, too. So, um, But Tony, Pete, and uh, one of those guys. Okay. All right, Frank, what do you got? Yeah, I pretty much have the same thing. I Probably uh, Pete and Tony. But I, I, I'd pick uh, Sal Santilli. He's yeah, the one that won the singles player. tournament. Sal's a good player. Yeah, he's a good, very good player. And again, yeah, I watched that. He was good. I watched that. Yeah, game. he's very good. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. Now, let me give you my second answer. If I wasn't picking from Cleveland, mm-hmm. yeah, I might take uh, Anthony Capagreco, G, and uh, I'd have to think of the third. But those two guys and one other, probably, if it wasn't Cleveland. Yeah. You nice. notice he didn't say any of us guys? Yeah, what the <laughs> hell? <laughs> We're and Carmen. And Carmen. <laughs> and Carmen. Yeah, that's it. No, it's got to be like Paul Saline or something. Jose <laughs> I pick all four of you guys. Jose. Jose. Thanks, Frank. He picked all of us. That's nice. Yeah, all four of you guys. Very good. <laughs> let, me, let me cut Russ's feet. Hold on. Give me a <laughs> no, I like to hear the honest truth, you know. <laughs> so I'm sure, uh, you guys, I'm sure you guys just look at us like, oh, we're going to take their money again. So I, I have a funny joke for you. Listen. Uh, Mike Chapulo for the, for the, for the fundraiser tournament, Frank, right? He sends out, yeah. he sends out the text message. Yeah. First, it was a tournament to play for money, right? Yeah. Then he sends a text message about seven days later and goes, Hey guys, accident happened. Let's do it for a fundraiser. Are you guys okay for the charity? I won the right back. Like Mike, every tournament to me is a charity <laughs> for you guys. <laughs> Not wrong. <laughs> that was a nice tournament though. That was a nice fundraiser. Mm-hmm. They raised well, a lot of money. I think they raised over six grand just in that tournament. Wow, that's and awesome! And wow. they raised uh, twenty over twenty five thousand for the. Uh, they had like a lemonade stand and stuff like that. People were driving by, yeah. Oh, good. And, and who does this go to? What? What's this the guy? Charity? Angelo, Angelo, um, Martello or something? Yeah, I, yeah. 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 I remember that. He okay. was in. He was in Florida on a motorcycle, and he hit a truck or a pickup truck or something and uh, he was in a coma for a couple couple weeks and his wife and daughters were going down there and they were spending they were spending their own money just stuff like that so we raised all this money oh that's great but then he passed oh, yeah, he passed like two oh, weeks man. ago yeah, yeah. M- martorello was his last martorello yeah, yeah. <laughs> real nice guy real nice guy mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's just and, uh, another example so, of the bocce community, like how yeah. great everyone is and how like coming together for something like that's amazing. And, and let me tell you, in two yeah. weeks, you were talking about tournaments and you know, Anthony, because it's in your schedule. Uh, there's the Dominic, um, the Seco, the Seco, and then the Mike Contura yeah. Memorial two weeks over. Yeah. So, I mean, that's nice that they're naming these tournaments after these really good people too. So yeah, yeah we'll, we'll have a team in the Mike one. We'll be there. Good. Uh, we actually moved. We actually moved our our club tournament just to be able to attend this one. 
good. So that, mm. you know, we, I mean, Dante, Carmen, I actually played against him the day before, the week before he passed. Yeah. Because we were at the high stakes that week. Yeah. We yeah. were there as well. Yeah. So, That's a shame. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was crazy. Yeah. I know. One one question we want to ask you guys, and we won't be on here too much longer, but um, with our we're, we're trying to make our tournament better, the the tournament you came to last year, and we have a few ideas. But is you know what did you guys think? What could we do better? Just you know, any advice for us to to make that something that you guys would say, hey, we want to make sure we get down there for that tournament. You know what? You know what? And, and we mentioned this last year to you, Anthony. I think. A lot of these guys are looking for pri- the prize money. Yeah, mm. it's all about the prize money. So if you show a little more prize money, I think you're going to draw more. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you're going to and start earlier on Facebook. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In in terms of your ad for the tournament and whatnot. But I think because otherwise, I have to tell you, the venue was great. Mm-hmm. The the food was good. The everything else was was fine. I think I think though to attract some better teams from up here down there they're going to look to see money yeah yeah that's a good point and last year we kind of started a little later because you know it was for anthony's grandfather who was a a very you know a very good bocce player great guy overall and and we were like hey we have to honor him for something and we want to do you know through our own tournament so we thought that would be a you know a great place to start i think eventually we kind of want to make it like a mini fest mini festival there and I, yeah. I think we'll be able to. Last year it was tough just due to time frame and COVID. But you're right. I think this year we're going to be able to have more time to get more donors and, and to be able to make that prize money up there. We're, yeah. Our goal is to make it so the guys that are competitive get down there. But also, you know, as we alluded to earlier with Columbus, there there's some teams that want to be in that competitive division, but there's other teams that want to get there and they want to have a chance to win. So we're trying to combine the two, and maybe we'll have to do two separate divisions. But you might need to do two divisions. You're exactly right. I think I think that would be a good thing to look into, Anthony, at some point here when we talk about it. But yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. By the way, that. before I forget, Anthony, I, you mentioned <laughs> his grandfather. I, I I wanted to compliment you. You play a lot with your father in tournaments. I think that's admirable. Frank used to do that when his when his dad could could play you know when he was younger he would play in some tournaments with them too it's just admirable that you do that so i I did want to mention that to you before i forget thanks no i mean i mean like you've probably seen we've played with now dante's dad uh i think frank we played against you i didn't even know that yeah that was dante's dad when we played frank against you my my dad uh, too thanks and and chris but that's why Uh, i came i was like they're brothers i think yeah and and carm's cousin's dad however you want to call it but yeah, I mean, I think I think you've seen this or you've seen us post it. But I mean, I played I literally played my grandpa eighteen years every Wednesday and almost Thursday for eighteen years straight, like oh, as my partner. That's wow, cool. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's great. And yeah, and I don't know if you guys for eighteen years. What'd you say? You've been playing bocce for eighteen years. <laughs> yeah, I still miss. Really? I know. I know. From oh. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know. You know I yeah, mean, no. I mean, I started. That is long I, I started when I was. I started when I was. 16. <clears throat> I was probably more than eighteen now. It's probably twenty years. I started when I was sixteen indoor at the Brutzi Club. There's an indoor court in there. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then we. I mean, honestly, um, for the most part in Columbus, we would win a lot of the things, and then we would we went to Chapulos tournament in two thousand and. 12 that's when i first started going to cleveland and we got our asses handed to us like goodbye thank you for driving up to cleveland go back home 
And we're like, okay, we got some learning to do. And then we were, we've been hooked ever since. And these guys kind of started and it's just, it's kind of an addiction to play competitive botch it. You know, the other thing thing that's hard for you guys too, though, is when you're traveling up to NEO, for example, or Alta House or Molasani, that's the first time you're playing on those courts again Mm -hmm. from a year ago. Yeah. So you have a quick adjustment period to get back. Whereas we're up here playing in those, you know, a little more than you guys. So it's a little harder. You know what I'm saying for, for you guys? I, I, I understand that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why we're, we want to play in the, I think it's a 29th. I, I apologize. I forget the name of the tournament. We just mentioned Mike Ventura, the Wycliffe, yeah, the Wycliffe. Ventura, Wycliffe tournament. But yeah, that's we, a nice, that's going to be a nice tournament. Yeah. Yeah. We, those so are nice courts. We want to yeah. play in that. That way we can get ready for, you know, the big tournament. Cleveland Cup challenge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You'll and that's going to go forward this year, too. So. Good. You'll see me out there with either a crutch or my boot on. Nonetheless, I'm rolling in that tournament one way or another. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you guys, do you guys go to Rome at all? Or you guys don't go to Rome? We had a spot, but then we canceled it. Um, Karma, were you going to – did you go or did you cancel your spot, too? No, no, we didn't have a spot, but we were thinking about it. Yeah. There ended up being a conflict that weekend, but we also decided we wanted to uh, start being a little more competitive in the uh, – Northeast Ohio area before we went out to Rome. <laughs> so so how, that, was, that was our decision. How is it out well, there in Rome? Frank, Frank's won up there. I, I yeah. have not played up there. Frank oh. has won. Of course yeah. you won, Frank. <laughs> That's what, Frank, what year? <laughs> it was uh, three years ago. 2018. Wow. And that was, that was the first time I went up there, too. That's, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> that was the first time, and uh, it was with Tony, Renato, and this other guy from... Uh, Ashtabula. Oh, and, uh, yeah, we ended up winning it. We beat a uh, local team. Nice. Uh, they beat us the first game, and we beat them the second game to win a tournament. There you go. So everything Russ just said doesn't matter. If you're good, <laughs> you're good. You're going to win. Yep. Screw the player. Well, I mean, yeah, you got it. The, the, the key is we had two very good pointers and two very good shooters. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah. That, that's how you play the game. When, when Frank said that yeah. earlier, that's, that is so true, man. You did. Yeah. And, that, and that second pointer – not the first one, but the second one should be able to shoot every now and then too. Not not to be a great shooter, but you're going to need yeah. that second pointer to hit every now and then. Mm-hmm. And you got a quality team. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So you see our face get on the court. We're about to play you. What goes through your mind? Oh, we're going to beat these kids again, or oh, they might beat us, or this is an easy game. What What are you thinking? There's no I, easy game. I just play my game. Yeah, Anthony. There, I don't think about the other team, and I don't either, Anthony. Yeah. There's no, there's no easy game, by the way. On any yeah. any time you go on that court, anybody can beat you, mm-hmm. and you you have to think that when you go out there. All I think about is focusing on that stupid Pauline, because you know me and what I do. So I'm just thinking about the Pauline uh, yep. and get on it or get as close as I can to it, and that's it. I don't think about anything else. But, Not but, even that baguette that you didn't warm up to 400 degrees in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> that's only one guy, though, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree though whenever i play it's like okay we're playing these guys i don't care about them the only thing i can control is the yeah. ball that's in my hand and how i throw it that's exactly right. nothing that's else right. matters yeah. that's exactly right and, that, and 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 you just have to everybody also everybody feeds off you like uh, i'm going to go back to that two-man tournament for a second we fed off each other I mean, there were times during these games I was struggling to make a point, but he was hitting like crazy. Then there were times that Frank would miss one or two here. I'd be picking him up and pointing in. We just feed off. You got to feed off your teammates. If mm-hmm. you feed off your teammates, man, you're nothing's going to stop you. Yeah, definitely. 
So anyway, you, you got to think that you have a very good chance of winning the game. Mm-hmm. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. Right. In that tournament, you guys, the first game in the morning, we played Mikey and Dennis, and you know how good those two guys are. They're good players. Yeah. Would they beat us, Frank? Uh, 16 to 6 or something? Yeah, that wasn't even close. They crushed us. And so going into those final games then, you know, I didn't think it at all, and I know he didn't. And then he divulged to me why he was missing in the first game. You guys will love this. <laughs> Frank, Frank here. Frank's shoes on the right side of the right shoe over here is ripped because of his, the way he hits it. So he wore new shoes the first game. Well, the new shoes he's sticking all the time. He's not hit. He went uh, back to the car, got his old shoes on and played lights out the rest of the day. I love That's that. Awesome. Very, uh, it was very uncomfortable, man. Right, Frank? I, you know, sometimes you want to have just a little slide in the, and the shoe was sticking. I was yeah. like, oh, what the heck, man? Yeah, it throws <laughs> you off. So, that's awesome. So I who would have thunk it, story, right? Yeah, I, yeah who would have thought? I, that I, was the excuse. That's why. That's why I missed. I blamed it on the shoes. <laughs> hey, you did much. You did great after that. So it had to be the shoes. Okay. I'm telling you, yeah, it made a big difference. Yeah. But I know. So we Russ, like, tell us about that photo uh, behind you. You know what that is? And I just got it in the mail today, you guys. It's them winning the championship. There's I got it in the mail. I'm going to grab it and show you. Yeah. I ordered it on canvas print. Alessio DeFranco, can you see? Alessio DeFranco took a picture right after we won. So. This is great. I don't I know if you can see it. Oh, that's, oh, that's great. Can you see it? Yeah, 100%. And I want to say that I was watching that live, and I swear to you, yeah. I tried to screenshot that because I was like, wow, that's actually a yeah. really cool moment. Yeah. Like, you guys embraced each other. I swear yeah. to you, I remember seeing that's that a- and trying to capture great. it on my phone, um, but it didn't come out well. <laughs> but I'm glad you guys got it. It came in. It came in the mail today, almost perfect timing, and I'm going to hang it in my office tomorrow downtown when I go downtown. There you, you need go. A copy, That's exciting. Copying your guys' signature on it. That's what we need. Yeah. You sign the bottom, you sign the bottom. There you go. He's going to uh, color his hair a little darker, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All here. A few more questions. Um, sure. I want to ask you guys, have you heard about the tournament in Detroit uh, this fall? I, the one in September. Cor- yes, correct. September. I just posted about it in the you know Northeast Ohio bocce page, the um, big uh, American bocce open. Um, you guys intrigued by it at all? I can tell you personally, I am. But if I, I'm afraid to ever ask Frank because <laughs> it's know. too soon. Number one, if you ask Frank too many months in advance, he says we got months. What are you worried about? <laughs> and then the second thing, he's golfed so much and he plays bocce so much that I may have to call his wife to get permission. <laughs> but I, I'm interested in that. Yes, because I've never been there either. It's the isn't that the two divisions? Yeah, the gold, like gold, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, that would be ten thousand. Was it ten thousand overall? Five thousand. So, Dante so I, I think that, I talked to him. He said five thousand to first place, but that's subject to change to more. They're looking for donors. They're looking for more sponsors. So it's definitely a big cash prize. That's like there was the, one of their main goals to intrigue people. Um, so yeah, and, and that's Jose Bottas home yeah. home court. Oh, is that what it is? Okay, yeah. yeah. Palazzo. But they play like our rules, or they play international. They play rules? Uh, so it's the USBF rules. So back wall dead. I'm not sure. I don't even know what USBF open you know rules even include. But I'm pretty sure it's very similar to Molsani um, back wall dead. Uh, uh, it's synthetic yeah, yeah. floors, so you guys would already have an upper hand there. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, because uh, sometimes if you uh, if you hit, let's say you you have to you have to hit the ball you're, you're aiming at, right? If you don't, then they oh, replay, uh, Punta, that Punta Rafa, whatever that whatever the international yeah. bocce type yeah, style. Yeah, yeah. I don't it's a little bit. I don't think it's. Yeah, no, I think they wanted to keep it uh, open. Okay. So, like the style that that we mm-hmm. play, well, more like what you play at Molasani with back wall yeah. dead. September what? Tenth and eleventh. Tenth and eleventh, I think, Frank. Yeah, that, uh, month yeah. away. Let's just. It's, it's a bad spot. My wife's birthday's the ninth. Yeah. <laughs> Bring her. What did yeah. I tell you guys? <laughs> hey, start showering her with gifts now. You know, start with the flowers, the chocolates. You got to keep it going. That's right. It is a beautiful area. You hear Detroit, and you you don't really know, but I've been up there. My uncle lived in that area. It's Auburn Hills, where the uh, the Palace, where the Pistons used to play. Yeah. It's. It's probably that area, to be honest with you, is probably nicer than any area in Ohio. It's it's beautiful. Well, I, you guys know Hunter. Is it Galeo? Galeo? I can never pronounce Hunter's. Hunter's always talking about those courts, how great they are too. Um, if you can convince Jose to skip that weekend for sure too, that'll make sure that we'll we'll have a we'll, we'll have a fighting chance. Yeah. Although I want you guys to know something. Now that we're on this, Frank yeah. and I. Our second year in the two-man, I got to brag right now, Frank, we actually beat Jose in the winner's bracket final to go to the final. There you go. They beat, they beat us the first game in the final. Frank and I are winning, I'm telling you, 11-2 to two in the second game, and we lose 14-11. Oh, man. Jose, wow. just, Jose just went on fire. He's, he's the best. I haven't had the uh, the privilege or pleasure to play with him yet, um, but I'm looking forward to because I always you know hear of him you know hear him through the crowds of bocce. He's a gentleman. Mm-hmm. He's a real nice guy. Yeah. He's a one he's of quiet. The he just right, right. Yeah, he's a gentleman. So yeah. to, to give you guys, do you have you ever heard of American Bocce Company? Do you know anything about them yet? I don't, but you guys had a, a guest on from there some time back. I yeah. thought, but yeah. but no, I don't. So no. so they're out of Chicago and they're big bocce enthusiasts and they were trying to figure out how to, we talked about this a little bit earlier. How are you going to bring bocce to different crowds? Because there's only so many clubs out there and most of those clubs you have to be members of in order to get on their courts. So what they did was they built these portable courts. Now, they're not like what we play on. They're a little different. But it's basically a turf court, and you have these uh, like PVC pipes around it, for lack of a better term. And they were going out to bars and restaurants that have space, and they're like, hey, we have this model here where we could bring two to three courts to you guys. We could build a league, and that's going to up your bar sales, your food sales, et cetera. Obviously, they worked a business deal out with them. And that's how they've grown their company over there in Chicago. And that's how they've built this really big community of bocce players over there. And that's neat. Yeah. And it, it's, yeah, again, it's a great idea. It's, it's a different style of play. Right. But at the same time, bocce's bocce. And, and you have to play by whatever rules, you know, you are on the court. And they've done a really good job with, with growing the game. And we're trying to build with them and, and you know, do what we can over here. There were four or two teams, four guys from Chicago that came into our tournament. I don't know if you guys saw them there or not. But yeah, um, I met one, a couple of them. Um, good guys, the, the two man, right? Yeah, we were. Mimi and yeah. John were there, and we met a couple of them. They met, they went pretty, one of the one team went pretty far in there. They um, did. Yeah, they held their own. Nice guys. Just you know, botch community. Yeah, I talked to them for a while. They 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 definitely enjoyed that place, and 
I think they're going to come back to other tournaments again, which is nice. That's good. Even the one at Neo, I don't. Yeah, you were there, Russ. Um, yep, you were there. They, the guys from Texas came in. Did you see those guys? Yeah. Those guys yeah. had a ball. <laughs> they had a blast. They were like Dante and Chris in the uh, in the wrestling uh, ring too. I don't know if you saw this. They, they were in that thing for I'm telling you an hour, like just banging and banging, just like you guys were doing. We grew up on that, man. We see a boxing or you know any type of ring, we're like, oh, you remember Shawn Michaels in '98? <laughs> All right. I mean, so. the, cool, the cool thing is like i mean now we got texas the kentucky people obviously they come to everything you know yeah. god bless their soul for the drive they do every time <laughs> five hours up five hours back I but know. i mean i mean texas i mean these these chicago i mean it's cool to see it just slowly expand and people are starting to recognize and we're connecting to more outside of northeast ohio what do you think about the the name change to i think it's now like north american bocce yeah, I don't know if you read about read I, much about that's, that. That's uh, Dante. Dante, 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 Dante made that yeah. comment. Didn't he make that comment? Yeah. yeah, he basically he wanted to make us unofficially official, like separate from the USBF. Right. Yeah. Right. So. They picked that name in about 15 minutes, I think. Too. I think so. There were like a couple texts back and forth, and then the name was changed. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> I know. So, I know. So one last question, and then we'll let you guys go. We appreciate you being on. It's been a great conversation. Um, well, we thank you guys. We thank always you. we yeah. always try and ask this at the end of our podcast. Um, your favorite bocce moment, or one of your most memorable bocce moments? It could be a specific throw you've had. It could be a tournament. Um, you know, something family wise. I know we're putting you on the spot a little bit, but yeah. Frank, we're, we're, we're talking about a bocce moment, or we're we talking about a family moment. Bocce moment. Bocce, all moment. bocce moment. Yeah. Unless you have a good family moment, I mean. I, I don't know. I, I think uh, I think me winning Rome, the first time we went there. That's a I good think one. That's, that's a big deal. We had a hundred and hundred eleven or twelve teams. Oh wow! I didn't know. We went that through. Many. Yeah, we beat some good teams, and we beat a local team as well for the championship. It's got to feel good also. Like, I like yeah. a crowd. Like, I like yeah, yeah. the atmosphere when people are watching. Like, look at these guys from Cleveland. Like, what are they, they going to do over here? Oh, they're winning. They're winning. And, you know, yeah. I just like that atmosphere about it. But the, the difference with our tournament was we're the only ones from Cleveland. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it occurred Sunday night at 8. Everybody left already. Yeah. And they had about a, a hundred, couple hundred people around the courts, but they were all for the local team. Yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah. You, uh, it was fun. No, you sucked really, the was. wind out of them. There you, you go. go. Yeah, yeah. It was they, – they, you know, after after the game, the, a lot of people said, man, you guys are, you know, pretty good. We, you know, we were quiet. We were – we just played our game. We didn't – you know, I played with Vandra. And if you hear that – if people hear that name, Vandra. Oh, yeah. In, in Rome, New York, those guys are going, no, those guys are a bunch of assholes. <laughs> 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 but, but that was before me. <laughs> so <laughs> – what was the original uh, Vandro core? My dad used to talk about them. Uh, it was um, probably Bruno. Bruno, Pete, probably John Catalano, maybe. Yeah, maybe. And uh, uh, Tony Malarano. Yeah. Tony. Okay. Yeah, those guys were, they were pretty good. Well, you got to remember, though, back in those days, I, I think they had. They didn't have a hundred some teams when I played tournament. They had 50, 60 teams. Uh, in those tournaments, probably you could pick two or three teams that are going to win a tournament every time. But in Rome or in a, or at the INA club or at Club Molisani, you're going to have 
I ain't a club could have 20, 30 teams go in that tournament. Yeah. In Rome, probably even more than that. You know, 20, yeah, 30, probably 30 teams go in that tournament. So big difference. Mm-hmm. The, the player, uh, caliber of player right now with the young kids and stuff, way better than years ago. So, yeah, so it's a big difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, well, you, Russ, they're about your moment. You know, there's a ton of them, but um, I'll, I'll go back to probably the, the first tournament that I, that I finally won. I, uh, not I, my team, uh, we won because I struggled. It was with, with you, Frank, at uh, uh, the Fall Classic. I, I struggled most of the game. Again, still had that sphincter feeling that I was telling you about earlier. And all of a sudden, something finally clicked. I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Play the game. And my second last ball that I rolled, they shot, missed, shot, missed, couldn't point. We got four points. Oh, the wow. last ball that I rolled was on the Pauline. Doug Carter hit it down to the end. We all rolled in for four. We got eight points in a matter of I don't know how many and one. So that's probably my uh, – that was finally getting that victory yep. and that good feeling of knowing you can do it. So that's probably it. Awesome. Yeah. That's a great yeah, I mean, the first, first win is, is big. Yeah. But it all depends on a tournament, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So if you play a small tournament, you win. Okay. That's, that's one yeah. thing. But if you yeah. play a big tournament and win. Yeah. Frank, we're working on getting to Sundays. Okay. Baby there steps. you go. <laughs> baby steps. Baby steps. Yeah. You got here. A word of advice. You got to play well at the end of yeah. the game. Yeah. That's you have true. to. You can you screw up the first three, four frames. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. If, if, it's not how you start it's how you finish we always exactly. say that it's yeah. not how you start it's how you finish and if you those last couple frames frank is right you can miss you can miss anthony the first couple frames but when you're really needed is at the end when the score is 13 13 or 12 12 that's when you're hit and that's when the pointing yeah. counts and yeah frank's right 100 percent. that's when you got to focus yeah, guys, we really appreciate you coming on. This is a great time. I can't wait to see you in a, a few weeks, hopefully up there in Cleveland. It'll mm-hmm. be a good time. But we, we really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us. It means a lot. Thanks, you guys. Thank you much. Thank you. Much appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, definitely. guys. Great and talking. We'll have man. some homemade wine for you guys. Yes. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> And yeah. if you're up in Maple Heights, come on up. lunch meets, okay? We'll make sure we get it together. <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> I'll probably stop by. You'll see me yeah, with my cooler. Up. I'll be <laughs> and, I, I know you, and, and, and you know chris can edit this but I, I was just curious do you guys want to ask us anything i mean i know we didn't give you the opportunity but if we were curious on anything on what we've done or did you have any questions from us i don't i i think what you're doing and i compliment you guys too many times tonight but i think what you're <laughs> doing with all this you're talking about growing bocce right and you're asking earlier ways to grow bocce. this is a wonderful way you know yeah, exactly. and, 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 I think you need to figure a way to even advertise this more. I know it, and I see it on Facebook all the time and on Instagram. If there's a way to even do it, I don't think a lot of bocce players still even know about this, you know? Um, But I think you guys really, because this draws people to watch this kind. It's fun. 100%. We appreciate that. your friends. And it's informative. Oh, I will. And you had a chef on, I think, recently, too. Guys, it's the whole gamut, so it's kind of neat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're trying to find people who obviously play the game, but also other people who have, like my buddy Carmen, he was the chef that was on. Uh, he's played his whole life, basically, but he has a different story to tell with, you know, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to bring different stories in, but also touch on bocce as well. 
So keep it interesting. Yeah. If you yeah, guys have great. any any connections, anyone that you think that should be on, let us know. We'll definitely have them on. We're, we're always trying to look for new guests. So sounds good. Sounds so, good. Yeah. All right. Hey, so thank we, you very much. Appreciate Thanks, it. Wait, 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 right, appreciate it, guys. guys. I'm so Thanks. sorry. Thanks. I'm so sorry. Before Thanks. you go, Russ, do me a favor. Can you send yeah, me the picture of you and Frank in the back on on an email? Yeah. I want because I want yeah. to post it for our you know, to promote the podcast. It'll be a good picture. I, yeah, that'll be great. I will. I will in a minute. I'll do it. Okay. okay perfect. Perfect. Thank you guys. Hey, All right. salute. All right, guys. Good night. We'll see you guys soon. Take care. Bye. You're just too good to be true. Can't take my eyes off you. You'd be like heaven. I wanna hold you so much At long last, love has arrived I thank God I'm alive You're just too good to be true Can't take my eyes off you The Bati Bros Podcast